Some approach the doctoral journey as if it is a solo endeavor, but like anything in life, you can't do it alone. Great things are accomplished when you have a great support system. Welcome to the Writing on My Mind podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Emanuela Stanislaus, doctor, coach, and diversity consultant. I finished my doctorate in four years while working full-time, traveling the world, and balancing a busy social life, and now I'm on a mission to create community for other BIPOC women to complete their doctorate degrees. Join me as I discuss the ups and downs of pursuing a doctoral degree. I'll be sharing personal stories, and I'm bringing some friends along for revealing conversations about their doctoral journey and provide inspiration for others to level up as doc students. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Writing on My Mind podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Emanuela Stanislaus. and today's episode, I want to talk about the importance of community. I think that it is appropriate, especially after episode 10 with my friend, Dr. Linnell Hodge, where we talked about everything from the importance of creating community and ways that women can support one another through their journey. We talked about our time in our master's program, which was spent at Florida State University's higher education program. Dr. Hodge and I were half of the Black students in the program. So if you do the math, there were four of us out of 25 to 30 students. Rod, who was one of the four (laughs) Black people in the program, listened to the podcast episode with Dr. Hodge. And, oh, I should call him Dr. Colas (laughs) because he is a doctor. Dr. Rod Colas listened to the podcast episode and reached out about the mention and shout out that we had of him in that uh, episode. And what ended up happening was all four of us, uh, Dr. Colas, Dr. Hodge, Rosemary, and I ended up having a virtual happy hour. And this was the first time that all four of us were together in years. I want to say at least five years, uh, if not more. Uh, And I think it's more like it's more on the more side. (laughs) We spent the time reminiscing about our time in Tallahassee, all of the times that we thought we were going to quit and the times that we supported one another to finish what we started. And, you know, it just reminded me of the value of community, especially since we've been out of grad school now for 16 years and the relationship, although we may not talk all the time, is still there. We're still rooting for each other. And, you know, we still uh, stay in communication. Some approach the doctoral journey as if it is a solo endeavor. But like anything in life, you can't do it alone. Great things are accomplished when you have a great support system. I also truly believe that community is important beyond the doctoral journey because life is hard. (laughs) Adulting is hard. If we knew what we knew now as children, we would not have rushed to be adults as much as we did. 
I don't know if that's everyone's case, but I could not wait to be an adult. And now it's like, oh my gosh, adulting is hard. Staying motivated is difficult during normal times, much less during a global pandemic. And on top of that, your feelings and lived experiences may be ignored and not affirmed in academic spaces, which further drives the point home about the importance of building and nurturing a supportive community. One of my favorite books that supports the topic of community is one of my top reads from last year, and it's entitled How We Show Up, Reclaiming Family, Friendships, and Community by Mia Birdsong. I'll be sure to include the link to the book in the show notes as well, so definitely check it out. In the book, she shares personal stories as well as stories of members of her community and just talks about the different ways that community may look and the ways that community can support you through various parts of maneuvering the things that happen in life. I'm going to share several of my favorite quotes uh, during today's episode, but here are two that really stood out to me. On page 44, she shares, the idea of asking for and accepting care is also an act of self-care many of us find challenging. Another one of my favorite quotes is from page 32, and in it she says, if you're Black, queer, or have a disability, for example, the pool of care providers who have the necessary awareness to understand your experience, much less avoid doing harm, is very small. These quotes, among others in the book, really highlight the need for community in terms of our well-being, which is so crucial right now and very vital when you're going through your doctoral program. Personally, for me, I had several communities as a doc student. The first was my family, an extended family, and I was able to see my community come together when I defended my final dissertation defense. It was only possible because of the pandemic, which has put a stop to the traditional face-to-face defenses. And during that virtual defense, I had over 40 people, which was way more than I would have ever had if it was, you know, in a face-to-face venue. I had my former grad school professor in North Carolina. I had my aunts and cousins in the Bahamas. My dad was in New York. I had my uncle in Haiti, and they were all there. It felt so good to see all of those smiling faces who wanted nothing more than to see me succeed. The second is my sister PhD group, which is made up of Dr. Lamisha Brown, Patrice French, Regina Brown, Veronica Haynes. We all met back in uh, 2017 where we all attended the same conference. Uh, And from that time, we connected, we exchanged phone numbers, and created a group me where we had questions of the week, and it would rotate between 
all of us uh, so that we can be able to connect. We had monthly check-ins and whoever could attend would attend. Uh, We've met up in person at other conferences and collaborated on book chapters, attended each other's defenses and whatever it took to get us to know that we were not alone. And, you know, we still stay connected to this day. I actually had a virtual lunch with Lamisha the other day and checked in on each other. And hopefully we can get her on the podcast one day too, so she can share her journey. But we're all supporting each other and we were all in different parts of the journey. And Lamisha and myself are the ones that have completed so far, but everyone's still pushing through and going through their journey. And we're all still there cheering each other on. And then the last part of my community are friends that have nothing to do with my field or my research or anything like that. And in these spaces, I'm just able to be Emanuela, right? (laughs) I can talk about and do things that are beyond my work and research. And the pandemic has made it challenging for us to connect, but we have found ways to stay in touch virtually, whether it's through Zoom or FaceTime, or even the House Party app. Now, I want to go back to Lovebird's book and share another quote that I love as well. And it's from page 45, where she says, if we don't ask for or accept help because of the independence we feel we must have, we don't offer it because of the scarcity we feel. The closed-off feeling of scarcity can make us stingy. One of the things we most miss out on by not having deep community is the abundance of support, resources, and care that exists when you've got many hearts and hands circling you. We can create more of what we all need when we are in community. Isn't that amazing. I love that quote. (laughs) It's one of my favorites. And she has so many gems in there, y'all. I was highlighting like crazy. And I totally recommend that book. Uh, I mean, I couldn't have said it any better myself. And I think community is more of a growth mindset where you're sharing resources and you know that there is enough room out there for all of us to succeed. And, um, you know, so that that quote is beautiful to me. And so I want to just share a couple of things in terms of how my community helped me. And the first thing was like, my community helped me meet my writing goals. I had this goal of publishing. And my specific program was not giving me the opportunity to publish like I wanted to. I shared it with various faculty members. I extended myself to uh, collaborate with them on projects that they may be working on. And I didn't really get the opportunities that I thought that I would. But one of the things that I did was I shared my goal of publishing with my friend, Dr. Hodge, and she brought me into her extended circle to establish a writing group, which I am eternally grateful to. (laughs) And we've been so successful. We came together 
back in 2019. And we've had one article published uh, last year in 2020. And one is planned to be published this month. Uh, another one in November, and then we have at least four other manuscripts that are in various stages along with a book chapter now. And I, like, you know, to go from nothing to all of these things that are in the pipeline is amazing. And again, I want to, you know, thank my Black Girl Magic writing group for for that. They've helped me to meet the writing goals, but also helped me through some challenging times that I have had. And they also continue to inspire me and to help me to be a better researcher. The other thing that community, my community has done is kept me motivated. In general, you know, most of them have shared how proud they are of what I was doing back then as a student and what I continue to do now. And even though they may not know what I was doing day to day or the work that I had to do and and the struggles that I was uh, going through, some of the messages that they shared for me really kept me going. And I I know that they don't know how much those words meant to me. And it means a lot, even though they didn't always know what I was doing. (laughs) And then last, my community helped me to stay balanced. Again, like everyone, all of my friends, like aren't necessarily in the academic world or in higher education. They all have different backgrounds. And, you know, when we were... (laughs) able to travel and and those kinds of things. It was great to be able to talk about other things or travel to places and just talk about random things that had nothing to do with my research or nothing to do with work and things like that. And so they really helped me to have that balance of doing the things that I enjoy to do outside of my work, outside of my research, outside of school and things like that. And those are three things that I would say that my community did to help me. And since we're talking about community, I know that everyone may not have access to the type of community that I'm talking about. And because of this, I definitely want to talk about the Writing on My Mind community, which is the community that is supporting the mission that I'm on, which is encouraging and supporting women of color doctoral students to pursue and complete their degrees and also to dismantle and combat white supremacy, which is inherently embedded in academia. And we're doing this through collaborating and supporting one another. And as my brilliant friend, Dr. Linnell Hodge shared in episode 10, it's through collaborating and not seeing each other as competition that we start to dismantle white supremacist patriarchy. And I have another quote to support this from the How We Show Up book. From page 32 to 33, she shares, we want to feel good about ourselves and our lives and to create more room for rest, joy, and pleasure. I think we have to try to build a stronger shield against systems of oppression and work to lessen the damage they do. And since no one is coming to save us, 
I've found that the most effective path forward is with others who need these same supports. I couldn't have said that better. And again, I think that really speaks to the purpose behind the Writing on My Mind community. And in the community, it's going to include built-in accountability and support and opportunities for collaboration with other Writing on My Mind community members. We'll have chats with past and future Writing on My Mind podcast guests. We'll have monthly webinars on topics to help you succeed in your doc program. We'll have monthly virtual writing retreats to help you be accountable and meet your writing goals. And then we'll also have access to exclusive events, including writing intensives and masterminds and group coaching. And more importantly are the relationships and the ability to have each other's backs during the ups and downs of the doctoral journey. So you definitely will not want to miss it. If any of that sounds awesome to you, if you're looking for a community of women of color doctoral students who are committed to cultivating a safe space that is supportive to help you accomplish your goal of completing your program, then I want to invite you to be a part of the Writing on My Mind community. Visit writingonmymindpodcast.com or check out the show notes for the link to add yourself to the waitlist to the community that will finally open this month. This month, y'all, oh my gosh, time is going by so fast. I cannot wait to see you all there and for you to see what is all in store in the community. So now it's time for that segment that I started a couple weeks ago, the What's Up With Me segment. And I haven't heard anything bad, so I'm going to keep going with it. But let me know for sure if you're good with this segment or not. So I'm going to, again, for those who didn't catch the last episode where I did this on my solo episodes, I am just sharing a little bit about me uh, so you can get to know me and what's going on in my world. So it's the what's up with me segment in it. I talk about what I'm reading, what I'm telling myself and, you know, something that made me smile recently. So, all right. So we're going to start with what I'm reading. And currently what I'm reading is The Warmth of Other Suns by Isabel Wilkerson. And for those of you who have heard of Casts by Isabel Wilkerson, this current book, The Warmth of Other Suns, is her first book. And this book won so many different awards. It's a national bestseller. Uh, It's won the National Book Critics Circle Award for Nonfiction and so many others. And this book really goes through several main characters. There are like four main characters and it's giving you their story and journey from the South to uh, various parts of the North. Um, And it's during the time of the Great Migration where many Black citizens moved from the segregated, racist, uh, Jim Crow uh, system of the South and migrated up to some of the bigger cities like Chicago, 
Harlem, San Francisco, those um, cities for work and also to be liberated from these oppressive uh, systems that were uh, in the Jim Crow era. And so it's a fascinating read. It's a thick book. It's over 500 pages, but it is a really good book so far. I think right now I'm on page 150. It's going to take me a while to get through this because Again, it's over 500 pages, but I definitely recommend reading this. I heard um, some folks uh, telling me that uh, this book was a little easier to read and a better introduction prior to reading Cast. So Cast is also on my list of books to read this year. And so I thought that I would go ahead and start with this before I go into the Cast book. So Definitely will recommend this. Uh, There are parts where it's really difficult to read. Um, As you can imagine, a lot of the stories back then of what folks were dealing with and some of the horrible stories uh, that led to um, folks leaving everything behind um, and trying to build a new life uh, in pretty much kind of like a new world than going to these big cities and not knowing anyone and things like that. Um, But yeah, it's just definitely fascinating. So I will leave a link in the show notes for for that. Next thing is what I'm telling myself. The biggest thing that I am telling myself is my work is important. There are so many messages out there that make you feel like you know what you're doing may not be moving the needle um, may not uh, make a difference and so I'm continuing to tell myself that uh, for the research that I'm doing which is on mostly black women and campus climate first gen students and things like that as well as the community that I building as well. So I'm just saying that my work is important and I hope that will rub on you as well because I know I'm not the only one that sometimes feel that my work isn't being valued or appreciated or making as much as a, of an impact as I would like it to make. And so I'm just pushing forward and I hope that you are too. Uh, something that made me smile recently is I recently spent some time with my mom and because of the whole pandemic, I've just been limiting my time with her because she is uh, older. She is in the population that we are just trying to keep safe. And um, I haven't really been going out uh, per se, but I just want to keep her safe. But it was just great just catching up with her and spending time with her and things like that. And so that made me smile and it's really making me smile right now as I think about it. So uh, just wanting to share that and uh, and that's it. So that is it with the what's up with me segment. And that's it for this whole episode. Again, hope you all have a great week and see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Writing on My Mind podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, make sure you subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts and spread the word to other women of color doctoral students to grow our community. 
be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dr. Emanuela. And if you're looking for a group of real women of color doctoral students to help you accomplish your goals, join the Writing On My Mind community by visiting writingonmymindpodcast.com. See you on the next episode.